0: That today I'm here uh, together to share the word of God, and I'd like also to thank Pastor Drew and the elders of this wonderful church for giving me this great opportunity of sharing the word together. Indeed, my name is Lakson Chingadza. Chingadza is an African name, but uh, most of you would uh, actually prefer my first name, Lakson, which sounds English a little bit. <laughs> i'm coming from malawi malawi is in the central africa if you have the map of africa you go down i I, i'm sure that most of you may know uh, south africa (laughs) south africa is down and then a little bit up there is zimbabwe and just after zimbabwe to the um, to the east there is um, mozambique and just after mozambique there is malawi So Malawi is a small country uh, with a population of about 12 to 13 million, um, according to 2008 uh, population census. And uh, 85% are Christians, 10% Muslims, and 5% these indigenous religions. So Malawi is a very, very peaceful country. So I bring you greetings from my congregation which I serve and this congregation is known as St. James. It is a congregation which has a membership of 5,500 members. And we have 329 elders and deacons. And then we have 604 very active youth members. And then we have 1,104 Sunday school children and for the six teachers, that's Sunday school teachers. We have four services each Sunday, and the first one is, goes as early as six o'clock in the morning, and the, our services are two hours each. <laughs> and those two hours, that, you know, it's not enough. So the first one is six o'clock to eight o'clock, and then eight to ten, and then ten to twelve, and then we have one contemporary service. Uh, from 430 uh to 6.30pm. So I'm the only pastor at that congregation. And most of our elders do preach every Sunday as I cannot preach in all services at that, uh, at, uh, on, and on every Sunday. Well, I came, I came to the States last January and uh, I'm studying at Cincinnati Christian University. I'm starting master's degree in uh, biblical studies, majoring in uh, pra- practical ministries. Uh, so my degree program takes me through May 14th, 2010. And thereafter, I will go back uh, to continue serving my congregation. And uh, still, after this four semester, I have to go back because I came here uh, to the States. As I've said last January up to now, how I miss home, Malawi. So I have to go for a break um, for about three months and then come again uh, probably end January. So I'm so glad that I'm here as I've said. And this reminds me of Psalms 133 verse 1 which says how pleasant it is for God's people uh, to stay uh, in unity. You know the disciples had faith in Jesus and uh, that's why they were so united. So we are today we have received the very same uh, power from above. So we are all witnesses of Jesus Christ today to every part of the world. Different people, the different culture, different traditions, but united in Christ. And this is uh, how the Lord has you know, shown us. So we praise God for that. So um, as I've said, I'm from Malawi. My father is from Zimbabwe. I was born in Zimbabwe and uh, my mother is, is, uh, uh, is from Malawi and uh, I speak three languages Zimbabwean language Shona and then Malawian language Chichewa and then English so when I'm thinking I think in all these three languages <laughs> English, Shona and uh, Chichewa and when I'm walking, when I, whatever I'm doing I you know, think in all those languages. So I praise God that I'm here today. Thank you so much. Let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you once again this morning for giving us this great opportunity of sharing your word. And Father, we pray that uh, may your power, the Holy Spirit, continue reshaping us and removing us in the way it would like us to be. And Father, it is our prayer that you bring each one of us to the end of this wonderful day in goodness and in happiness. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, blessed forever. Amen. Let us turn to our reading from the New Testament, the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19. I'll be reading from verses 13 to 20. I'm reading from Good News Bible. Acts chapter 19 reading from verse uh, 13 through 20, the sons of Sceva. Some Jews who traveled round and drove out evil spirits also tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus to do this. They say to the evil spirits, I command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven brothers who were the sons of Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirits said to them. I know Jesus, and I know about Paul, but you, who are you? The man who had the evil spirit in him attacked them with such violence that he overpowered them all. They ran away from his house wounded, and with their clothes torn off. All the Jews and Gentiles who lived in Ephesus heard about this. They were all filled with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was given great honor. Many of the believers came publicly admitting and revealing what they had done. Many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in public. They added up the price of the books and the total came to 50,000 silver coins. In this powerful way, the word of the Lord kept spreading and growing stronger. This is the word of the Lord. I would like to share together with you, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, on the theme which says, what is your relationship with Jesus Christ? As we thank our Heavenly Father for this yet great day, the day in which we all experience God's glory, our theme, what is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Today we see that Jesus Christ has uh, given us a very perfect victory over the devil and his demons. That was his part. And our part today is to enforce and keep the victory and live our lives as victorious believers or victorious Christians. It is very, very important that we know who we are in Jesus Christ today. You know, when we received the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts, we were born into the beloved family of God. And great our names were written in the records of heaven. And now because of this assurance, we have a divine authority which we may exercise to control our enemy, and this is the devil and his demons. And when we speak about the divine authority, I'm sure you recall the story of Luke um, chapter ten of the seventy disciples whom Jesus sent out to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. They were very excited when they returned. They joyfully reported how even the de- uh, the, the, the demons had to obey them when they spoke in the name of Jesus Christ. You know. The Lord responded to their their report with uh, these unusual uh, uh, but very important words. It is not just your power over the demons. We should bring you joy. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, a relationship gives authority. The source of their authority was not merely by speaking Jesus' name, but in their relationship with him. We dare not put our faith in a magical formula of words. It takes more than that, more than right words, to face and fight the devil. It takes a right relationship with him, and this is almighty God. And now, when we confess Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, our names are recorded in heaven. We are therefore given authority, which belongs to royal sons and daughters of God. This relationship with Christ is the source of our authority today over the enemy. Today, what is your relationship with Christ Jesus? For here we are today as God's people, full of authority from above. It only takes faith to have that in our lives today. For these same reasons, our words spoken to the devil, demons, have power only if we are rightly related to Jesus Christ who triumphed over all the powers of of death and hell. Surprisingly today, even the demons know whether you are related to Jesus or not. He knows. There is another dramatic story in the book of Acts which conf- uh, confirms and supports this concept. The apostle Paul had great success in releasing po- uh, people from demonic powers. The sons of, uh, seven sons of Sceva We read about the Jewish man in Acts chapter 19 by the name of Sceva who had seven sons. These sons of Sceva decided to try Paul's method of casting out demons using the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They came across a demon-possessed man. Then they spoke these words, In the name of Jesus Christ whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Then the evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? The demons were angry at this false claim to Jesus' name because these boys, these young men, had no relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship with Jesus Christ is very, very important. The demons then empowered the, the possessed man with great strength. He attacked all seven boys. He severely beat them and drove them out of the house naked and bleeding. These young men used the right words, but they didn't have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Their names were not written in heaven. Now we come in with those that their names are written in heaven. It is very interesting to note that the names of Jesus... And Paul were known by the demons. It rather seems that God has a bulletin board in heaven. On it are posted the names of uh, all who are his children. Demon powers check this record. They know who is there and who is not. If your name is there and you are walking in faith and obedience, you have the authority and power to resist the devil and make him flee. If your name is written in heaven, it will even be known in hell. Yes, the names of the righteous are written in heaven, but the names of the wicked ones are also recorded somewhere else we don't know. Our name is recorded in one place or the other. It is very possible today to have a name on earth. And be unknown in heaven. Earthly power and position are but for a moment when compared to eternity. And today as believers, as Christians, we can rejoice for our names are written forever in the Lamb's book of life. We are a part of God's eternal purpose. And he has given us the power to evangelize the earth. As our names are written in heaven, that assurance gives us authority here on earth. The devils know and believe and tremble. As for us, we should know, believe this and rejoice. We should, as members of one body of Christ, have the childlike faith today. Jesus also said in another place, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall not enter in at all. In other words, the key to kingdom power and authority is simple childlike faith. And today, as children of the king, we have the dominion over the devil and his demons. It is not because we are somebody great, not at all, but because we are related. To somebody great, and this is Jesus Christ, we are children of God. And because of this, we are not to be a a people of fear, but of faith. God delights in using his children to defeat the enemy today. He chose, you remember, a young shepherd boy, slay the great giant Goliath, Paul tells us that God has chosen what the world calls poor or weak and foolish to shame the rich, the mighty, and the wise. This means God can defeat the, 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 the devil through any of his children if they know who they are in Christ and act in the authority of his name. Our Heavenly Father finds great joy and delight in seeing his sons and daughters put the devil in his place today. And here, we see if the devil and his demons have been strived of their authority by Christ's victory on the cross, why do we see so many uh, Christians living a defeated life today? Why are so many defeated Christians today? The answer is one word, deception. The devil tricks or deceives us into believing that a lie is a truth. That something real when it is not. That wrong is right. And right is wrong. If we believe his lies, he has gained a foothold in our lives. He will then take as much room as we will give to him. He has no legal right to do this. But you, he will, if we allow, him, we allow him to. Jesus said it clear in John ten ten that the purpose of a thief is to, 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 to kill, to, to steal, and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you should have life and have it more abundant. Satan is a thief. He seeks to steal and destroy that which is not legally his. We have the power and authority to stop him every time. However, he will try to make us think that we do not. He will seek to look and act as if he is in command when he is not at all. He always wants to think and feel like we are weak, helpless, victims under his power and control. And if he can can deceive us, the devil knows we will fall back in fear and not resist him in faith. If the devil cannot deceive us in large ways, he will try to deceive us in smaller, smaller things. Some time ago, a friend of mine back home was dealing with a a demon-possessed man. And as he sought to cast the devil out in the name of Jesus... The devil boldly rebuked him. You can't cast me out because you have not fasted. My brothers and sisters, what would you do if a demon accused you of not fasting? Would you feel you were not ready for such a situation? This, of course, was an attempt of the devil to get my friend to put his faith in his fasting rather than the Lord. At first my friend was dismayed because he realized that he had not fasted beforehand. He was almost tricked into button down and leaving the man as he was. Then he realized, he realized what the devil was doing. Therefore he firmly replied, You lying devil, I have not fasted, fasted, but Jesus has. Now you come out in Jesus' name and the devil did at once. The scriptures tell us that we are to be aware of the deceptive tricks and tactics of the devil. Each and every minute of our lives. Our enemy seeks to weaken our faith through fear. Very important ways to remember are accusation and condemnation. The devil, however, will accuse us and condemn us for both our sins and our weaknesses. Sometimes we are not even guilty of the things of which we are charged at all. The devil's purpose is to bring us into feelings of both doom and despair. He wants us uh, to think that God has cut us off and that we have a little hope for the future. And if he can't take us this far, he will seek to keep us under an easy cloud of divine disapproval. His desires to weaken our faith, that we will not fear or we will feel we are not strong enough spiritually to face him in, war- in warfare. If our heart is heavy with condemnation, our faith will be weak or we will be without faith. You know, without faith, we will not fight at all. Without faith in Jesus, we will not fight at all. You know, faith is just very, very important for us. That is what the devil wants for us not to fight. Many Christians today are defeated by accusation and condemnation than anything else. The devil's method of attack is well known to most of us, although we may not be aware of uh, of, um, who is behind it. We could be the victim of a double deception, if we cannot recognize either the, the liar or his liars. For example, we all at one time or another have spoken to someone more harshly or sharply than we should have. Even though we may have quickly confessed our fault to the Lord, the devil will soon seek to drag us under a cloud of condemnation each and every time. You will remind and accuse us again and again of our unChrist-like conduct. We sometimes repent over the same sin repeatedly, but can't seem to get free from a feeling of guilt. You see, this spoils our our prayer life, and hinders our worship. It even robs us of our peace and joy, and weakens our faith. We are even afraid to engage in spiritual warfare for ourselves or on behalf of others. But the devil would be very quick to tell us that uh, we are at his mercy because we have failed in our Christian walk. In another way the devil attacks us is to shoot evil, evil thoughts as fairy darts into our minds. The attacks may even come at some special times during prayer, worship. Or even Holy Communion. So our adversary is the devil. He ever seeks to accuse us. Not only at our face, but also before the throne of God. And today our authority over the devil is not based on our holiness or our good works at all. Not at all. And the ground of our faith is not our goodness, but the righteousness of Christ with which we are all clothed. Today, again, what is your relationship with Christ Jesus? When we try to face the enemy on the basis of our holiness or our righteousness, we are being led away from our refuge in Jesus Christ. The moment we do that, we will be defeated. Outside of Jesus Christ, we have no defense at all. In Jesus Christ, however, we are not only safe and secure, but also we are sure of our perfect victory. So there is no condemnation in Christ. Condemnation is the powerful weapon in the hands of, of the evil. The devil is very clever in the use of it. He may even come to us as an angel of the light. We read that in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14. So the devil is the source of our condemnation today. He will find a weak area in our lives and bring it before over and over again. He will use to harm into our hearts feelings of guilt, fear, and despair. And through His lies, He will seek to draw us away from our refuge in Christ, our righteousness in Him. And if He succeeds, He knows he will not resist or oppose Him in faith. Now through Christ's death on the cross, we have been saved from the guilt and penalty of our sins. That is why we stand before God justified, which means just as if I've never sinned. More than that, we have also been sanctified, which means we have been made holy and righteous uh, in Jesus Christ. So when God looks upon us, he does not see our sins, our weaknesses or our failures. But the righteousness of his son, we are all accepted in him and we have been given the goodness of his life. Now we could boldly say, we not only stand in Christ before a holy God without fear, but we can also stand up to every evil spirit without fear. And our righteous standing in Christ is the ground of our victory over the devil. Jesus Christ is our example for the victorious life today. His victory over the devil and demon powers was won by using the word of God. You remember during his temptations and testing in the wilderness, Jesus refuted and defeated the devil with scripture. To every temptation, he responded, it is written. So Jesus warned the, uh, with the word. And so, we can too. Today our sins are forgiven. forgotten because Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us all. That is why the devil hates the blood of Jesus. Jesus blood is, is, is powerful against the enemy. That cross and the blood Jesus shed there for us defeated the devil and his demons. So too today, When we come up against the enemy in prayer, we need to say these words. Powers of darkness, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. It is because the blood of Jesus purchased the person's freedom. And this is our freedom. You know, this kind of praying and confession of faith will cause the demons to tremble and flee. We need to use the blood of Jesus in our prayers. It is a strong spiritual weapon in our lives today. We will be victorious if our lives are geared to the Lord Jesus. But today, what is your relationship with Christ? The prophet Isaiah sums up by confirming the great salvation. We need to have the songs of praise for our salvation. For God has come to save us. We need to trust him and not be afraid. For God is our strength and our song today. And God has become our salvation. We praise the Lord. We need to tell the the world what the Lord Jesus has done to our lives and how mighty he is. For great, the Bible says, great is the one who dwells in you than the one who dwells in the world. And this is the power of the Holy Spirit. May the good Lord bless you. Amen.
1: as is our habit and tradition here, before we gather at the table to have uh, stations of, of prayer and, and healing. And uh, I invite uh, elders uh, from the church who will be at those uh, healing stations to take their spot now and ask each of us to take a moment of reflecting over what Pastor Luxon has, has shared with us. That when we come to this time of, of prayer, of having another pray with us and for us, or whatever the prayer might be, that we, we don't come timidly. We, we don't come uh, wondering what the right words are. We come boldly not because of anything that we have or that any of these elders have or that anything's magic in that oil. We come boldly because we are secure in Jesus Christ, in His death, in His resurrection, and we look forward to His return. Whatever the needs, whatever the concern, as the the Spirit draws you, leads you for prayer with an elder... For yourself, a prayer for a need in our world, a prayer in the stead of another, of a loved one. I, it, I encourage you. I, I challenge you to to come to to receive that prayer, to join in prayer with these elders, that we would would in the victory of Jesus Christ to overcome the the devil and the evil that He perpetrates in our own lives and the lives of our loved ones and around the world. We could call these healing stations, prayer stations, we could call them fighting stations. Because it's here that we engage in the, the, the spiritual battle with the principalities and powers of this world as Paul called them. I know it, uh, might, you might be in the middle of the pew and you might have to walk across a few people. That's okay. That's what this time is for. Whatever the need, whatever the concern. Now you don't need to push and um, uh, run. That might be the temptation in order to, to, to run for prayer. Take your time. We'll wait. We'll have plenty of time for all the needs and the concerns that we want to bring before God together to to truly encourage, support, and help one another, lift one another up in the victory that we have in the, the death and resurrection and the impending return of Jesus. If you're not feeling called to, to stand up and pray um, with an elder, for them to pray uh, with you or for you, for whatever the need might be. I ask you to, to join in song, to, to sit in silence, um, to continue to give yourself unto Jesus. And it may be that there's someone in here today who's never made the statement Of aligning yourself with Christ. That that you have been living in in your own power. You've been living under the condemnation. Running from it. And maybe today is the day you're ready to give that condemnation and guilt to Jesus. Ready for the, the blood of Christ indeed to cleanse you from sin. To heal your very soul. I invite you as well, to come to an elder. That they would pray with you so that you would be freed in the blood of Christ from your sin, from condemnation, from guilt. Whatever the need, whatever the concern, let us come before God in victory, in His power, in His righteousness. (laughs) I'm <laughs>